Hello there, metalheads, and welcome to a new episode of on Metal Verbalizers. Like always, I have another good one for you people, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about a band that started sometime in 2006 in France this time. And, uh, well, this is Black Rain. Uh, these lads have uh, been playing together since their high school years, actually, and uh, this is to me something that is really cool and healthy for a band, actually. And uh, the band started by playing covers from uh, other bands that they liked, like Iron Maiden, Panthera, uh, or Metallica, just to name a few examples. And uh, 6th of June 2006, they got together with a, according to them, a crappy label. This was something that was a start for them as uh, their own band with like their own songs and instead of covers. And uh, totally inexperienced, the band uh, set out on a tour in Japan where they met a local agent by the name of Uchida. I hope I pronounced that somewhat correctly. He taught them a lot about how to behave on stage and uh, to make a good show. He taught them how to move, how to do a set list, and um, maybe one of the most important things actually, how to talk to a crowd. And uh, every night they ended up by going to a bar in a town called Chinyuku. And uh, this is where they discovered bands like Hardcore Superstars. And uh, they discovered music with uh, big catchy choruses inspired by the 80s, but with a modern touch. At this point they knew that this was the path for Black Rain as well. And after their visit to Japan, they got home and uh, worked on their first real album. According to them, they never really defined the first one that they released with a crappy label as an album. And uh, after the release, they started touring in Europe. This was a time with a lot of partying, maybe even a little bit too hard of partying. Uh, but in the end of 2009, they met a manager. This manager helped them to reach a new level. This was because of uh, that he was a very tough guy, tough with uh, the band, and uh, made absolutely no compromises at all with uh, how uh, they were playing and performing. They were, like, rehearsing every single day. This is something that I think is really important with how the industry is nowadays. Since uh, there are so many bands in the genre, it is very easy to go to the next band if you, you're not satisfied. And uh, now the quality of the music is very important. During this time, the band was called by the national version of uh, the world-famous Got Talent. Well, France Got Talent. They actually saw some success in the show and uh, reached the final and uh, placed fourth, actually. This is not only uh, got the ban on TV, but it also led to a contract with Sony for the following album. And uh, after a while the band felt a little bit stuck in their country. They wanted out touring and do international gigs like they uh, did in the beginning. Therefore the band decided to record a new album. A cool thing with this album is that it is a collaboration with between uh, the band and Jack Douglas that discovered Aerosmith and Warren Hart uh, that is Aerosmith's uh, sound engineer. 
And uh, Jack took upon him uh, to look through tons of demos from the band and uh, to pick out the best fits for this album. He also created arrangement for each one of them. And uh, after all of that, he, uh, he and Warren uh, mixed the album together. And this is really cool, actually, when you can uh, collaborate with the big guys, if you know what I mean. This way the band was more ready than ever to hit the stages out in the world and with new music and more experience than the, the last time. So this is a, a little bit about the band's history, right? And uh, it's up to about 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. Now I think it's time to have a closer look at uh, some of their releases that uh, the band have put out. So the first release that I could put my hands on at the moment from the band is their album License to Thrill. Uh, one of my favorite tracks from this album is called N-A-S-T-Y. This is a track with speed and power and a great groove for a heavy metal song. And it also has like big choruses that an audience, that an audience easily could sing along to. I think that uh, that is something that is a big part in making a great song, where you can include the audience in the performance and let them sing along with the songs and all of that. So that's really good. Another song that is great from this album is called License to Thrill, and is the title track of this album. This song has a main riff that is very 80s, and uh, it is just a great time to listen to. Rock and Roll is Dead, Long Live Rock and Roll is a song that begins very chuggy and awesome and uh, then goes over to a mix between 80s riffing and chugging, which is really an awesome combo, according to me. This album has a total of 11 tracks that you can absolutely rock out to and you don't want to miss them. Uh, next we have an album called Released which I believe was released in 2016 and contains 13 songs of total awesomeness. And I also believe that it was this album that Jack and Warren worked on as well. Or if it is a, a album in between there. We're going to talk about that in uh, a while. Uh, Mind Control is a song that begins with a droning riff that sounds a little bit like something that ACDC would come up with. And, uh, well, but with more gain, so to speak. Because ACDC generally doesn't use that much gain. Uh, but then it goes over with uh, some melodic lead playing and uh, then some big chords. And uh, then we have a unsimplified but big and effective chorus. It's just a great song. Uh, Killing Me starts off with uh, some synths and uh, they will follow through the song as well in uh, different shapes and sounds. And uh, this song also has a very melodic chorus where the guitars play the melod melody through. Puppet on the String is also a fantastic song where we get some riffing higher up on the neck actually. And we also get some piano in the chorus. I would say that this is a song that has a perfect mix between classic heavy metal and hard rock. And like I said, this album has 13 tracks of total awesomeness, so there are 10 more great songs for you to discover in there. And for the next release, we had to wait until 2019, I believe, where we got singles that led up to an, another album. 
So, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the singles. The first singles, I don't really know which order their singles were released in, but the first one that we're going to talk about is called A Call From The Inside, which is generally sl a slower tune, but with chorus where they kick it up a few notches and kick it into overdrive. And then we got a tune called Hellfire. This song got some serious Motley Crue vibes in it. And I think that Motley is a is really great, so this song uh, really vibes with me. Uh, the last single that was released is called Dying Breed. Where here we speed it up again and uh, we get some good old nananas and uh, some call and response between the instruments and vocal. This is one of those songs that goes into my playlist, at least. And uh, this is a song that is going to be played more than twice. At least for me. On the final album, uh, these were released together with nine other great rocking tunes that you just have to check out. And, uh, well, the latest release from the band was a single called Untamed. And that one is has been released this year in 2022. This song has some serious heavy riffing and almost to accept vibes with it, which is awesome in my ear holes at least. And accept uh, is one of the bands that I enjoy really much to listen to as well. And uh, this is a single that is, as far as I know, going to lead into an album by the by the same name, and uh, this album is, according to the band's webpage, going to be released sometime in November this year. Um, this is obviously just half of their albums. Uh, the band has so far released six albums, and uh, the new one is going to be the seventh in the, the line. All of these albums you can find on the band's official webpage, and they they have uh, written down more of, more exactly the release dates and all of that stuff. So that, that is something that you're going to have to uh, check out on their webpage. Because on Spotify, we can only find the releases that we have been talking about right now. So uh, I can really suggest uh, checking out their webpage and check out the rest of their music as well. But to wrap things up, I think that uh, this is one band to have our eyes on, and uh, it is pretty hard to place this band in a specific genre, because they aren't really focusing on one, it feels like. Then again, many of these songs sound more towards somewhere in between 80s classic heavy metal and hard rock, so if you like those genres, I would say that you might like uh, Black Rain as well. And if you like, like, Motley Crue and similar bands, I think that uh, you're, you're going to like Black Rain. Uh, but since uh, but they have quite a wide sound, I would say give them a shot. I think that you might find something that you really like. And I think that the band does a great job with making new music, so all of that's good stuff. And if you like this band, I would uh, like to really encourage you to follow the band on their social medias and looking into getting your hands on their music. Because social media is going to help the band to reach out to more new people. And it's just nowadays, it's just a great way to help the band to reach out. And, uh, well, if you like what uh, we are doing here on the uh, Metal Verbalizer podcast, 
please fo follow us on our social medias as well to get updates on what band we're going to talk about next. You can also get updates on when we release bonus episodes where we sometimes talk to the bands themselves or let them come on the podcast and tell stories about uh, their experiences from the road. And that's something that can be a really good time. But anyways, I think that's all for me. Uh, thanks for listening. I've been Eric, and uh, have a good one. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.